0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest show of them all. It is the NFC East Mixtape Volume one hundred twenty. Something you can listen to us wherever you get your NFC East blog podcast across the SB Nation universe. You can also watch us on the Bleeding Green Nation YouTube channel or the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. I say us. He is Brandon Lee Gouton of Bleeding Green Nation. I am R. Joe Choa of Blog and the Boys. BLG, happy training camp week to you, my friend.
1: 121 is the volume. We are on RJ and it's a great time to be alive training camp is pretty much back in gear i think for almost everyone eagles players are reporting today as we're recording this july 25th i'll be out there at the nova complex on wednesday july 26th this episode is dropping so excited to be back i think for some people who maybe don't necessarily live it every day which a lot of our listeners do um it's like oh yeah okay training camp what's that really mean it's like it's the start of the season (laughs) it starts here and it runs through basically the super bowl so here we go
0: yeah um it, it is like especially for you and i like in our our literal jobs like this is like the normal grind there's you know we don't have the like the rhyme and rhythm of the schedule, you know, like you, you know, we've talked about it before. Like you kind of fall into a pace like every Monday and Tuesday, like Tuesday's power rankings day or whatever. Sure. Um, but um, but yeah, so it's nice to kind of be back and operational. Uh Cowboys players, uh, veterans have to report today the day we're recording this Tuesday. So we're still on Zach Martin watch over at Block on the Boys. Um the mm-hmm. Cowboys are actually scheduled to have their annual um kind of State of the Union address prior to training camp. Um right right as you and I are going to end recording this so I can go do that um i will be out in california i'm leaving this sunday um what is that july the 30th and i'll be returning back on saturday august the 5th mm. i'll be out there with my friends from san antonio sports star uh, i'll be live on the radio every day from 10 to 12 pacific so we'll have links and stuff like that if you want to listen we'll have guests and stuff and um obviously blg and i will um will you know cobble together a to mixtape when we get out there um mm. it's a fun time it's a stressful time but it's all good stuff um Did you have something? You should have 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 me as a guest. You should have me call in and I can check in. I can tell you what's going on at Eagles camp um well we will literally do that on the mixtape like that's literally the point of that um Mm. so i mean yeah whatever um today not invited uh, is what i heard (laughs) today is uh the culmination of our all-star groups we're going to put together some all-star specialists uh for the nfc east we're going to assemble the coaching staff i'm sure we're going to argue um maybe not as vehemently as we did in our text group with uh with rob stats guerrera you and i were were having uh, a bit of a spirited conversation on monday season's Uh, getting
1: started we're ready yeah i know it was
0: it was actually like oddly comforting. Uh, I, I don't know if you felt that yeah, way. It's healthy. Um, it's healthy. I did, you have to. I did want to share one thing with you before we started. Um, so this is a terrible thing for both the podcast and the video audience. Um, but can you take a look at what I just slacked you? The I'm video. looking and at can, right now. Can you tell me if that reminds you of anything?
1: My center fielder, it's a Astros. tweet. I actually really like these Astros uniforms, by the way. Oh, the what Space they, City ones? But, so, yeah, that's pretty um, cool. I have to give them credit the, for
0: that. So this is a video of Chaz McCormick. He hit a three-run home run on Monday night to tie the game that the Astros eventually won against the Texas Rangers. Uh, but does that dance remind you of anything that, that Chaz no, is doing? it doesn't.
1: And a lot of Cowboys fans aren't Astros fans necessarily. Right. So. Well,
0: I, well, I, this I, this is, um, I wouldn't say, like, placating the Eagles fans. But so I don't know if you remember this from the World Series where, where the Astros beat the Phillies. But Chaz is from, uh, like, I don't know if he's from Philly, uh, but he's from, like, the Pennsylvania area. And I yeah, do not I know. Like Westchester, it's a little west of Philly. So I did not know that he was, um, I mean, it makes sense, but I did not know that he was an Eagles fan. So he was the player um, that AT&T Sportsnet interviewed after the game. And uh, the reporter, Julia Morales, she asked him about the dance because that's kind of like his thing, like doing dances and stuff like that. And he said, yeah, Miles Sanders did that in the NFC Championship. game," and, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, Like I was not expecting, um, you know, and, and he kind of was like, I'm trying to, I was trying to like do my best impersonation. And then she asked him a couple more questions. And at, at the end, he, he, of course, dropped a Go Birds. Uh, so I was not expecting um, oh. just a, a casual Go Birds when I was watching the Astros beat the Rangers on Monday night. All of your favorite
1: sports people are actually Eagle Sands. So that's fine. Well- um,
0: now that's not true anyway uh let's um go ahead actually before we do our all-star culmination you know bow on top cherry on top whatever uh we have some i guess news uh relative to the nfc east um yeah t- tuesday morning the day we're recording this um saquon barkley agreed to terms um i mean I why guess. <laughs> So I, I've Why had is he very, doing this. I've had a very busy morning. So correct me if you've seen some tinier details. Um so Saquon, by the way, it was like a a deal that they agreed to with the Giants. I did not recognize or understand that the franchise tag could be like amended <laughs> that like mm-hmm. there could be anything added to this. Um, so he effectively signed his franchise tag with what about a, a million dollars, not quite literally in incentives um that are partly tied to the success of the Giants, which he doesn't have full and total control over um and um he did not even get any sort of provision that he could not be tagged next off season. like this seems like a full and total like great teammate move i guess being back but like this is a full and total l for the like running back movement that we've seen kind of try to to you know run up since uh the franchise tag deadline past say Khan was out here on a podcast
1: recently talking about like i could just say f my teammates and f the team or whatever and then he he does this like what did he get he got so this is exactly what he got um, one year, fully guaranteed at 10.1 million. That's what the tag originally was. But he also got what a two million upfront signing bonus. Okay, whatever. Uh, and up to one million incentives with an equal amount paid for 1,300 rushing yards, 11 touchdowns, and 65 receptions. Big time numbers there. Like, I just, I mean, this is a win for the team. Absolutely. Like, like they're getting Saquon back, which is what they needed and what they wanted. And they really didn't have to concede much at all. Like, this is a big L for Saquon.
0: I agree. Um, now, I talked about the running back market situation, like everybody has, but with J.P. Acosta on this week's episode of Monday Football Monday on the SB Nation NFL show. And, I mean, my position, and I think yours and, like, the collectives has been, like, he, he has really no choice. Like, it's, it's you know, it sucks for Saquon and Josh Jacobs and Tony Part and this. Like, if, if you view sucks, like, relative to, like, getting a long-term contract. Um, but, like, Given the context of the situation, like signing the tag is, is probably like the best case scenario. That's why I think Tony Pollard did it. I mm. think the reason this looks like an L is because of what you said. Saquon was out here trying to be like yeah. the hero and the leader of the like resistance, only to like cross the picket line, <laughs> proverbially speaking, like right away. <laughs> like, yeah. And why he didn't like, even miss a single practice? That's what I mean. Like, why couldn't you make them sweat it out a little bit
1: more? I think like maybe that doesn't gain anything, but why not? Like, why not to show up to camp and hold in, you know, as opposed to the hold out? And like make them a little bit nervous about it and maybe like you give yourself a little bit more leverage maybe you can get something more out of it like it just doesn't seem like he got anything that was worth jumping at but uh hey it's good news for the giants so i guess good for them um
0: last thing um i don't think we should address this because it will very likely change um, one way or another before this episode goes out but after last week's episode went out was the zach martin news about yeah. how he is considering holding out or holding in um you know obviously at the beginning of camp Mm. um so the Cowboys veterans are mandated to report today the day we're recording this that's why like I don't want to dive too deep here I would just encourage people to head to blog on the boys um if he holds out or if he's missing or if he's holding in obviously not ideal I would guess one way or another this winds up or this ends with Zach Martin getting paid by the Cowboys it would seem so they have to right (laughs) what's the
1: alternative there you're not going to make him happy um, and Zach Martin certainly has the case. I mean, he is the fourth highest-paid guard annually uh, at, at right guard specifically. But I mean, it's a big
0: drop-off ninth overall among just interior linemen period. And we talked about when we did the offensive all-stars, he was number one on ESPN's like interior linemen. And not that that's like, you know, the biggest, you know, bartering chip, but like anywhere you look, like any kind of ranking or rating or Madden thing or whatever, like he is at the top or the very top or the top, whatever. Um, So yeah. Um, And I mean, kudos to Zach for being cunning enough to recognize they have a lot of contractual situations they have to handle now. So like, you know, that like now's the time like you know they don't they don't have room to be patient with you if so if you want this done um, good for Zach Martin but again I don't want to talk about this a lot and then it gets dated one way or another so
1: um, well I
0: just tell you real quick that you know Lindstrom's at the top
1: of the market there at 20.5 Zach Martin's only at 14 so there's a gap and also yeah I think that is an interesting point not so much for this year but kind of like how there was a lot of talk last year about this 2023 Eagles offseason is going to be interesting with all these free agents coming up I think that's kind of like what the Cowboys have waiting for them after this year but of course we have a lot of time between now and then
0: uh, last thing, uh, before we started recording, we were talking about the new Broncos helmets that came out. I saw a tweet right now. Apparently, they're going to be worn with their all-orange um, get-ups. Yeah. Do we feel better about that? It looks like the
1: browns too much to me. The helmet <laughs> itself is good, but like the, the blue isn't coming through, at least in the photos that I saw. So it almost looks like the dark blue yeah. uh, is black, and it kind
0: of just almost looks like a browns uniform. So I don't love that part, but I think the helmet itself is good and i th- i thought about like well if they wore white pants like with the orange tops and maybe get on board but then you're just virginia tech you know what i mean mm. like I, like everybody dragged the colts black helmet which is objectively cool it's not good um, but well but like the whole ensemble you just look like kentucky or duke or whatever you know what i mean like you, you just that's and like also, if you're everyone's pop-
1: doing a black helmet like not every <laughs> team needs to do the black helmet
0: right uh well the broncos didn't but okay why uh, not is, even a colts color that doesn't even make sense it is actually um a colts color um it's the not the really. col- it is. It's their third yeah. color. That's technically true. Yeah, but I mean like you don't think of that when you think of the Colts. But that's it's not in their main logo. It is. It's technically Where? it's it's their third the color. Horseshoe? Every team every team has three if you look at the Nike check marks on all their jerseys, they're black. Where is the black in the horseshoe? That is blue and white. It's okay, not. There. We have to. Look, I I will concede that, but it is like every team has three kind of like colors that are a part of their like pastel whatever. Like the Eagles uh, do black, but there's some black in the eagle logo black, itself. Black is technically a Colts color. That's all I'm saying. No, um, it's not. Anyway, uh, not so we we don't have a lot of positions to fill out when it comes to players. Um, you advocated for a long snapper, which I'm fine with. We do it um, every year. <laughs> okay, that's fine. So we have a long snapper, a kicker, a punter, a returner. Yeah. That's it, right? In terms of players. Yeah, we're not specialism? doing punt
1: and kick return as previously mentioned because kickoffs are right. basically almost eliminated now in the NFL. Almost, not entirely, but almost. So I just figure like one returner uh, is
0: the way to go. I'll be clear right now. I don't have a passionate take on any of this, but um, I mean, we, Come do on. Do it, we can't uh... ruin the show. <laughs> no, I It's I'm all not.
1: about passionate takes. Uh,
0: so who's like who? You're the one advocating for long snapper. Like the, the Cowboys have a new one. I'm um, so, like, I don't I, I know. Like, see, I, I kind of
1: like to look that up because I, I, i found that rick lovato the eagles long snapper who was a pro bowler right. uh he's been with the eagles since week 15 of 2016 he's the longest tenured guy down. uh okay giants long snapper 2020 commanders long snapper 2021 and then the cowboys this offseason uh rest in peace to not actually dead but left uh jake McQuaid. so yeah rick lovato boom um
0: okay um great uh that we have a long sniper for this team let's move on you want to do kicker or punter first or returner? let's do punter I'm going to go with Tressway
1: here uh he had the eighth best average in terms of net yards last season 42.9 he was NFC special teams player of the month for October uh and he also was a pro bowler for the second time in his career I think you can like make the case that maybe Brian Inger had a better season but I think you have to go the body of
0: work and i Leo Tressway uh, well, Brian Anger was a pro bowler two years ago. He had, um, these points are a little subjective. He had the longest punt last season. Like, not just of any NFC East punter, but of, um, like, NFL. all punters. Yeah, but again, like, some of that's all of that's situational right <laughs> like you know what i mean like you have to be in a position to be able to punt that far um and he also was the highest ranked nfc east punter in terms of yards per punt but again mm-hmm. um you've got to be like I, the, the cooper rush weeks really helped out brian anger you know what i'm saying like in that capacity also um, the commanders don't really get much i feel like this is kind of throwing them a bone uh well i have some commanders love uh later uh, mm-hmm. but i'm i'm fine um with uh with Tressway. like i said I, I don't feel passionately about this so congratulations Tressway. good name um, for, for a punter uh agreed uh for kicker uh, if you allow me i'll go first um i don't know if you do feel passionately mm. about jake elliott um jake elliott did not attempt a lot of field goals in 2022 because the eagles offense was so outstanding um both jake elliott and graham Gano, if we want to throw mm. a bone towards the giants here they both missed two extra points in 2022 so their percentages aren't equal you know because jake elliott obviously attempted a billion more um yeah. but uh graham Gano. They both missed three field goals, but Graham Gano was 29 of 32 as opposed to Jake Elliott's 20 of 23. Um, I think it's Graham Gano here. Again, Mm -hmm. like I I prioritize field goal kicking. Um, You should obviously be an extra point kicker, but like that's like if I have to have a kicker who's better at one, I care more about field goals than I do about extra points. So my vote is Graham Gano. And again, throw the Giants a bone. Definitely not someone from the Cowboys. We know that. And it's not Joey Sly. I don't I don't even know who their character is going to be at this point. Exactly. They have two That's on their point. roster at the moment. Tristan Vizcaino and Brandon Aubrey from the USFL. And then we'll see if they sign um, Robbie Gold. Uh, or Mason Crosby or whatever. Or yeah. whoever.
1: I think it's tough. I think it's really close. Uh, Gano was, uh, two points ahead of Elliot in field goal percentage when I was looking at PFS numbers at least, but then Elliot was 2% above, you know, an extra points kind of like you alluded to there. They both won one NFC special teams player of the award uh, a week award last year, Graham gun but Graham, there you up. go. How about this? Here's the kicker pun intended, no pun intended. uh, <laughs> uh, Jake Elliot was the top graded kicker on kickoffs, while Gano was twenty-fourth, which I know it doesn't matter as much, but doesn't still well, we're, we're here to score how points. About this? The Giants kickoffs resulted in the third worst average starting field possession last year. Whereas Jake Elliott had the second most touchbacks in the league. Also, Jake Elliott is at twenty eight while Gano is going to be thirty six. Okay, that's great. He can season. be he can be the kickoff
0: guy. That's I think fine. You have to but go who has made more
1: at, big kicks in their career? Clutch kicks? I think you have to
0: go Jake Elliott. Who has the longer career? That's the longest tenured, you know, kicker here. Graham Gano 35 years old or 36 now, I think. I don't know when his birthday is. Oh, apparently. yeah, it's plenty but, of tenure. He's in um, the center of the season. He's 20. The, the fact that Jake Elliott missed three field goals and he only attempted 23. Like, he didn't that miss is... three. I think he had at
1: least one, maybe two blocked, and it wasn't necessarily okay, like a like, low they kick. Were... It was just like a really good block. Like, and also, um, well, he kicked, he's pretty he are
0: susceptible to being blocked. I
1: mean, no.
0: how do we know his nails? He didn't have any like how many high leverage kicks He's did made he have big last kicks year?
1: Throughout his you career, know, like, I'm not saying
0: I'm not saying his career. But like we've said before, there's a heavy slant on 2022, and it's not like there were high pressure moments for Jake Elliott in 2022 because the Eagles were blowing everybody out mostly. It's Jake so Elliott. Graham Gano, baby! All right, congratulations to Graham Gano. It is time for the coordinators. This was a lot easier than the return audience. guy. Oh, that's right. Um, My vote is Cavante Turpin. Yeah, it has to be, because yeah, I mean, he's really
1: the only guy who does kicks and punts. Brady yeah. Covey wasn't too far behind from him in terms of, like, a numbers perspective, at least punt. Uh, Turpin was at 10 yards per return. Uh, also, by the way, Turpin was tied for the NFL lead in muff punts. Part of that is because he did a lot. but still uh, kind of an issue to kind of monitor there. Um, but Turpin can do both kicks and punts, so you have to give him the edge.
0: I'm very interested to see how he's used on offense starting if now he even obviously. makes the team right like that's, a, that's he's on the lock. well that's what i'm saying like when the when the rules change this offseason um you know to like again inhibit you know returning kickoffs um he was asked i don't know if it was at otas or exactly when but he was asked and he was like i'm still gonna bring everyone out and it's like respect <laughs> on the bravery but like that may not be the smartest decision you know what i'm saying um so can't bring him out if you're not on the team and he's not you know, he hasn't really been involved on offense and that's not all his fault. So that's what I'm saying. I'm just very interested to see what mm-hmm. his role is. Um, and if the Cowboys do carry him, because um, if if they, pro- you know, this isn't quite like, you know, spending a fourth overall pick on a running back level of like, you know, living in the past, but like, you know, the returners are, are kind of a thing of the past. So again, we'll see. Um, okay. Our players are set. It's time for coordinators, all three, uh, a GM, and, and head coach. Start with
1: head coach, because I think that kind of impacts what else I want to do it doesn't
0: impact mine um but i this is the longest discussion to me that's why i kind of wanted to save it um well no i i mccarthy i I am but i have some information (laughs) this is so like i i mean i don't want to like i don't want to have the big discussion and then like sweep the other things under the rug so that's why i think we should build up to that um if you are okay with that please so offensive coordinator i think it's got to be mike kafka like like what is the argument for anybody else you know well i mean
1: people are gonna be like the enemy is better and i just i cannot it's it's
0: unproven like
1: i know i agree
0: like mike kafka is literally the only one who's done this
1: job before i agree and i just like i really cannot get over that the enemy chose washington of all places and it was pre the sale happening by the way it was still when like dan Snyder was there oh that by the way
0: has also happened officially since we last recorded just as
1: expected um, which you think is dumb that Josh Harris is, but it's also, not I think dumb. it's
0: the dumbest thing ever. To yeah, but care
1: you're about. not, you're so missing the point on that. Um, it's a, it's a huge conflict of interest. Right,
0: Everyone who is ever involved with the Sixers has to passionately, the love Sixers
1: right, are potentially like avoiding, you know, like the luxury tax and the, anyway, and all the so stuff it's Mike Kafka owner plus, is buying other teams. Plus
0: Mike Kafka. I mean, like made. You lemonade. would hate
1: that if Jerry Jones was like not giving not every edge whatsoever. possible to the Cowboys. If I he wasn't giving every, if he wasn't giving every single edge, what do you he could mean if he wasn't like, like the, he's the
0: He's one of the most like renowned dudes for doing that. Like, <laughs> like that's like that's what I mean. That's the, what I'm saying. The, but you the would guy not like put, if he was not doing the that. The guy won't put curtains up in his building to help his football team. So what do you mean, like I would well, not? I don't be, know. I mean, whatever. That's anyway. There's a difference between so and my my Kafka's moment, dude. You're ruining my Kafka's moment on the mixtape. Mike Kafka,
1: I think, is the guy. I also there's kind of a bit here for long varying incredibly long time BGN radio slash BGN uh, people followers where I did like a fan post. This is P pre me even writing for mm. the front page of BGN where I'm, I'm passionately uh, made a plea for Mike Kafka to be the Eagles backup quarterback uh, in 2012. Instead of ended up being Nick Foles kind of worked out okay for the Eagles. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think Kafka did a really good job with Daniel Jones uh, was the guy calling plays. Uh, and also with my setup, I think that, because I'm going Sirianni, spoiler alert, Sirianni doesn't call the plays. I think Sirianni is best served as a wow, CEO Wow, what a great type. quality of a head coach. I think if you take McCarthy here, you have to take the play calling into account, and I think that's weakening slash neutering your offensive coordinator a bit here, because you, I don't think you're taking McCarthy and not having him call the plays. He has to. If he's calling the plays for the team, for real, he so has I'm to fine do with it that. in this situation. Okay,
0: but then you're neutering Kafka, I think. I mean, again, part of what benefits Kafka here is that he's the only one who's done the job. That I mean, like, it's, I, I i think he's earned it, but if Kellen Moore or, you know, Shane Steichen were both still with their respective teams, would they both not have the edge over him for, for this discussion? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like Steichen
1: if Steichen returned, obviously. But
0: that, that's what I'm saying. Like, so some of the benefit towards Mike here is just that he's the only one who's, like, been around <laughs> and he hasn't even been around long you know what i mean like that's the crazy part well it's not uh, brian schottenheimer and i think
1: brian johnson is intriguing but it's just you know it's not a proven it, this thing is yet. this is
0: a open close situation discussion um so congratulations to mike kafka i also think defensive coordinator is very straightforward this is dan quinn yeah. like there's no even close second right now There isn't, but the division potentially has some other good coordinators. I don't like Jack Del Rio for multiple
1: reasons, but like, you know, the the commander's defense has generally, I think, played well relative to its talent level for the most part. Um, They could do worse. Uh, What's his name? i'm blanking on the giants defense. wink wink Dale. um i think kind of has like some ups and downs but i think you could do worse certainly a defensive coordinator and sean Desai is a complete unknown we don't really know anything about him yet so we'll see how that goes so yeah it is dan quinn by default
0: um uh, dan quinn is arguably the best defensive coordinator defensive play caller in the nfl like who who would challenge him right now um it's tough i mean so um and the fact that he is you know like I think you would rank if if you ranked th- all thirty-two head coaches. Like I think you would feel better about Dan Quinn than maybe like two or three of them. You know what I'm saying? Like the fact that he is technically like a, in the thirty-two best coaches in the NFL, like regardless of position. Um, again, gives him the edge here. So congratulations to him, special teams coordinator. I promised I had some love for the Commanders. Oh, I didn't even I, do that. I didn't know we were doing that. Well, you know, wow, way to look ahead. Uh, I don't think so, you said that. I thought it was going to be John Fossil. Like just no, like the look ahead is a
1: different podcast.
0: The um the highest ranked special teams. In the division Washington. last year by DVOA, wow, was the Washington Commanders? So is their special teams coordinator <laughs> Nate Katzer, uh, spelled K-A-T-Z-O-R. Nate Katzer, uh, this is your moment on the mixtape. So congratulations to you. Who is that? I don't even know who that is. He's the Washington special teams coordinator? What do you, I mean? Yeah. You know, so, I don't know. I've got yeah. nothing. Who's That's, like?
1: I mean, Tress Way, Okay. Who else on the command? Oh, Jeremy Reeves. He did. He, Jeremy Reeves, uh, former Eagle Commanders player, he did make the um, Pro Bowl as like the special teams representative. So I guess that's kind of an argument, technically, in his favor.
0: I'm I'm picking to be very clear here, Nate Katzer. But I think um, because I've learned to lean into John Fossil and his like aggressiveness, but like I'm I'm against it in some respects. Like with Cavante Terpen being like, I'll bring you know the kickoffs out no matter what. You know what I mean? But like. I like the Cowboys were so mundane from a special teams perspective that like now I'm like I'll take aggression all day long. You know what I mean? Like I like I'd, I I'd rather live on this end of the spectrum than the other. Uh, but still, Nate Katzer is my choice. The GM, super straightforward. Howie Roseman, like who's coming close to him right now? Joe mm-hmm. Shane, <laughs> like you know, what? Like although Joe Shane, oh, just yeah. won you tell against, me. How would you rank the How
1: would you rank the division? Uh, um, GMs behind Howie?
0: I mean. <laughs> if if we're putting will mcclay in the discussion over jerry jones then i think it's italian Roseman, will mcclay joe shane and then you know washington is not really ron like rivera discussion. slash martin yeah Mayhew. that's what i'm saying like um and again like will mcclay doesn't seemingly get enough love in, in moments and in contexts like this um but he's the name i would put here as opposed to jerry jones i understand jerry jones has the title but will mcclay is the person who we can entrust with this operation uh but still like you know He's he's not Howie Roseman like Howie's resume speaks for itself um, yep. in terms of very recent NFL history. Um, I have always been a, a Howie you know believer, obviously impartially. I mean, you should be. Um, well, because I know, there was a time where the, he
1: was not good, and you should like
0: that. You're the one who has hated on him. I, the one, I'm the one. I the one who given always him knew that he was great. No. I mean, he had a bad time. Though. You hated on him. one you thing hated can on be true. Hurts. You hated he had on a bad
1: only... post-Super Bowl run. He absolutely did. It wasn't like he was right all the long because he made good moves later. He made bad moves, and then he made really good moves to fix those bad moves that he made.
0: The only person I will say that you have objectively believed in from day one, even before day one, was Devontae, Devontae Smith. Smith. <laughs> yeah, that's, the only, one. that's <laughs> the only one I'll give you credit for. That's uh, not true. There's a Anyway. Uh So congratulations to high Roseman. So, like, spoiler for the head coach thing, we're going to be disagree. But I did want to at least talk about this. Like, I don't have. I'm not going to say what I'm Wait, about. Did say. you say owner? You said owner. Owner is Jeffrey Lurie. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, there's. Although I kind of like no, John Mara. John Mara. I'm. I'm. It's Lurie right now. But I appreciated John Mara and his like. This stinks for the fans about the what was it the Thursday night flex scheduling like that was you know some cool points for John Mara yeah. at the very least. Um Josh Harris owner though. Josh Harris. I mean (laughs) why not um so are we at a point now um where every owner in the NFC East first name starts with a J Jerry Jones Jeffrey Lurie Josh Harris and um John John Mayer
1: wow
0: yeah the owner of J or the J whatever I don't know if I didn't even call it there Okay, so we're, I mean, we're just gonna disagree. Like, there's nothing either of us are gonna say that are gonna cause the other to like, change their mind. But I did right, want to so read you through something, if you'll allow me. So, uh-huh. um, and I'll let you pick who you want to go through. First, I have a list of all of the coaches, Mike McCarthy yeah. and Nick Sirianni have both beaten and lost to over the last okay. two years. So who do you like, who do you want to discuss first? I'll let you pick. I don't know. Just say what you want to say. Pick one. No, I want to go through the list. So pick one.
1: I am declining to speak first.
0: Well, pick one or else. I mean, we're just going to sit here and tell us. For I don't know. Go. Mike or Nick. Mike or Nick. We got to get um, all the coaches to have the same letter at the beginning of their first names. Not to. I'm going to say you should do both. Um, I mean, we can go by seasons, I guess. Um, I don't know what you're even saying here. I want to look at the coaches and like the again, I think it's interesting that the coaches that, that both McCarthy and Sirianni have beaten and lost to the same way we do. Because what inspired me was how we talk about that with quarterbacks, right? Like you've talked about that many times with Darius Slay, the cornerbacks sorry, sure. the quarterbacks. He's picked off the quarterbacks that Jalen Hurts had beaten was a big discussion point entering last season. And I think even through last season to some degree now, although Hurts obviously proved himself beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I wanted to look at like this because we talk about it. Just with say quarterbacks it, just start to quarterbacks. getting to it. Well, I mean, I was asking you to pick and you didn't want to pick. So I had to explain myself even further. Um, I wrote down Sirianni first so I can mm-hmm. go through him. So this is uh, – these are obviously the last two years. All of the coaches that Sirianni mm-hmm. has beaten in 2021, Arthur Smith, Matt Rule. So
1: wait, hold on. Sorry. You're comparing both McCarthy. You're not comparing McCarthy prior to the, – like, these I are both at, 2021 on, right? Correct.
0: Correct. I didn't do 2020 for McCarthy. We can look at that if you want. Um, but that was the DAC year. Like well, I just injury. mean, you know,
1: it's not a – even comparison no
0: it's not i mean but yeah. i i only had two years for sirianni so you know that's why but so gotcha. you're right like anyway um so this the, these are all of the coaches sirianni has beaten in 2000 mm-hmm. and in order in 2021 arthur smith matt rule dan campbell Vic fangio and then i had like some doubt i was like was Vic fangio an interim head coach like i couldn't remember um so that was a really interesting moment for me sean payton robert sala ron rivera joe judge and then ron rivera at the very end of the season Um, these are obviously most of the you know coaches he faced in 2022 he beat dan campbell kevin o'connell ron rivera doug peterson your boy cliff kingsbury mike mccarthy with cooper rush mike tomlin i would say is maybe the most impressive here although tomlin you know didn't have a great roster last year whatever but still impressive lovey smith jeff saturday who was an interim head coach matt lafleur also impressive mike vrabel brian dable Matt Eberflus, Brian Dable, although that was the Week 18 game, uh, Brian Dable in the playoffs, and Kyle Shanahan with no quarterback in the NFC Championship game. Do you want to hear the coaches Sirianni has lost to, or the coaches Mike McCarthy has beaten next? This is so long. Just get to your point. Well, these are the coaches Mike McCarthy has beaten. Okay. From 2021 on, Brandon Staley, Nick Sirianni, Matt Rule, Joe Judge, Bill Belichick. Well, that's the point. That's the whole point of the discussion. Bill Belichick, Mike Zimmer with Cooper Rush, at quarterback, by the way. Arthur Smith, Dennis Allen, Ron Rivera, Joe Judge, Ron Rivera, and Nick Sirianni in that Week 18 game in 2021 that was not exactly real, but whatever. Uh, And then last year, Zach Taylor, who is a much better coach than I thought, obviously. (laughs) Brian Dable, Ron Rivera, Sean McVay, your boy again. Dan Campbell, Matt Eberflus, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable, Jeff Saturday is the interim. Lovey Smith, Nick Sirianni with uh, Gardner Minshew. Mike Vrabel in a weird week 17 game where the Titans were kind of punting Todd Bowles in the playoffs and that's it. So these are the coaches much shorter list that Nick Sirianni has lost to over his Eagles career. Kyle Shanahan, Mike McCarthy, uh, Andy Reid, Todd Bowles, Rich Bisaccia. They both lost to the uh, Rich Bisaccia. (laughs) Brandon Staley, Joe Judge, by far the worst name on this list. Mike McCarthy, uh, again, in that week 18 game, which was weird. Todd Bowles. Uh, Ron Rivera, Mike McCarthy again, Dennis Allen, and then Andy Reid in the Super Bowl. The coaches that Mike McCarthy has lost to, Todd Bowles, Vic Fangio, Andy Reid, Rich Pisaccia I mentioned, Cliff Kingsbury, probably the worst one on this list for him, Kyle Shanahan in the playoffs, Todd Bowles, Nick Sirianni with Cooper Rush, obviously a quarterback, Matt LaFleur, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera, and then Kyle Shanahan again in the playoffs. So I don't have like a point. I just thought this was interesting context. You <laughs> don't but, have a point. You're just saying Well, memes. I, I think Mike McCarthy's list is... Well, here's a point. How about a point for you? He does... Mike, Mike McCarthy does not have a loss as embarrassing as the one to Joe Judge.
1: Who were has. the three AP NFL Head Coach of the Year finalists in 2022? It was Doug Peterson. It was Brian Dable. It was Kyle Shanahan. What was Nick Sirianni's record against those three Coach of the Year finalists? I'll give you a hint. It was a perfect 5-0. and oh. What was Mike McCarthy's record against them? Oh, it was two and two. Furthermore, head coach rankings. You look at any kind of rankings. Obviously, these aren't gospel, but you look like across the board. Like any kind I of don't, outlet, I don't think any head any coach kind of ranking. No, there,
0: you, you know that there is no head coach ranking. Let that me make is my point. Objectively I didn't interrupt fair you when talking.
1: Apologies. Anyway, PFF, Sirianni at eighth. McCarthy outside the top ten. CBS. Eighth now? Sirianni at I'm, I, I
0: have a question. Sirianni is eighth now by PFS standard? Wow. cbs
1: 12th mccarthy 19th patrick dartrey who i think does like the best job probably with coach rankings each year like he puts a lot of those write-ups are right. always really good for redwood world slash mbc coach edge agreed um yeah he does a lot in the gm rankings too i think those are always very like well researched and thought out Sirianni ate mccarthy at 21st cowboys win total 2022 projected over under what was it do you remember what it was
0: Wait, I'm sorry. I don't understand their, your their question. Their
1: 2022 projected win total. The Vegas oh, over the win year? total before the 2022 season. Do you remember I what would, it was? Nine and a half? It's 10 and a half games. They won 12. They overachieved their expectation. Deserve credit for that. What was the Eagles projected win total? It was nine and a half. What did they do? Set a new franchise record for wins
0: with 14. Yeah, I Way bad overachieved coaches the expectation. bad quarterbacks.
1: Way over. It's a franchise record. It's not like this easy
0: thing that just happens all yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, not exactly a rich franchise. Nick Sirianni.
1: In his last thirty-one games, and the thirty-one games here, because this is when the Eagles kind of like figured it out. Nick Sirianni is rookie head coach. <sighs> oh, the only the last speech.
0: thirty-one, because that's when they've been really good. So the thirty-one the last games matter.
1: also dates back to when the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, had the I guess the second buy of his career. um It was his second season. They had that buy. His first full season with Dak healthy. Last thirty-one games, Nick Sirianni sec- twenty-three. What, what is the second buy?
0: items but go ahead sorry
1: I mean like his like it was a bye week for the Cowboys it was just like first full season with like a quarterback who was healthy and starting the whole season normal season anyway uh 23 and 8 for Nick Sirianni and one loss came not trying in week 18 and 2021 at the same time you could say the Giants didn't try in week 18 2022 so that's fair two of those eight losses 23 and 8 where with Gardner Minshew starting, now obviously you know Cowboys won some games with Cooper Rush, so McCarthy deserves credit for that. They won but McCarthy. Games
0: Co- they've, well, they've won five over the last two years. With in the Rush same starting.
1: stretch, is twenty and eleven, so he's not terribly worse off, but he is three games worse off. Nick Sirianni led the NFL in aggressive index. Mike McCarthy was twelfth. That's as determined by Football Outsiders. That's going for it on fourth down and being aggressive, giving your team an edge, which I think a head a head coach needs to do in part to be a good head coach. Uh, and again. I like in this setup specifically, you have Sirianni being the CEO type where Kafka is the play caller I also think you need to account for improvement. I think Mike McCarthy, who he is at this point in his career, is largely who he is. Nick you, Sirianni, you have, you have Nick penalized Sirianni Mike McCarthy in the past for not being a well. play
0: caller. And now that is like a, a pro in Nick Sirianni's category. That's silly. That's hypocritical. It's not silly. I think there's a Why, why, why in the NFL. Why was Mike McCarthy as a CEO figure last year a bad thing? But now it's a great thing for Nick Sirianni to be. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. You McCarthy. just you I've You, always, did. you always said what what advantage does Mike McCarthy offer? If he's not calling plays, there are hours and hours and hours of you saying that not just here on the mixtape, but all throughout the Espionation universe. So how come Mike McCarthy as this independent figure who's not calling plays is this worthless bum. But Nick Sirianni doing it is a perfect corporate CEO.
1: I think there's a value in delegating. And I think Sirianni is <laughs> doing, Mike McCarthy never got that. Right. I mean, what has McCarthy done for the Cowboys? What has he what do really done it? for them? We, what has he I, really done for them? What has he really accomplished? Where has he got them? Has he gotten them over the hump? Have they evolved under him? Have they given them an edge? Do you really if, feel confident they're finally going to break if through you're with about it, This is going to be the guy who gets them through this glass ceiling that they haven't been able to break for so long. This is the guy. You're if putting you're obtuse all your eggs about in this
0: basket it, if you're obtuse about it, he has he won the Super Bowl? No. Has he gotten to the nsa Championship game? No. So if like those are your obtuse like expectations, he has not gotten them over the hump. But we has talked about it. He can get there. You like, asked the question. I'm answering. It. You, you asked the question. They went four and one with Cooper Rush last year. They are five and one in games without Dak Prescott just over the last two years. Even in 2020, while they were six and ten overall, I mean they were still they won games without Dak Prescott. That historically had never happened. And again. I've said many times, Mike McCarthy being better than Jason Garrett is not like reason to throw him a parade, but like, that was something that Mike McCarthy's predecessor and every predecessor that he had so far, except for Bill Parcells could not accomplish. We talked about this many times. The Cowboys won double digit games last year and the year before in back to back seasons. It's super pathetic, but it was the first time they'd done that since 1995 and 1996. They were a playoff team in back to back seasons for the first time since 2006 and 2007. They would have won the division in back to back playoff seasons, if not for what was literally a franchise season from the division rival Philadelphia Eagles so like has he gotten them over the hump no but he has absolutely done so many things that this franchise has not seen which is pathetic but I mean yeah I believe in that more than I've ever believed in any head coach since Jimmy Johnson and again I mean, like did the you standard, miss where
1: he got outcoached in his last two playoff losses like really badly
0: I I mean I don't think he got like severely outcoached this past game he I mean, or the, did. the I, I'm not saying he didn't, but like the fact that he did doesn't mean it was severe. And plus, he he's gotten his two playoff losses as the Cowboys head coach are to like one of the best coaches that we have seen in modern history, who Nick Sirianni has beaten, although not with yes. a quarterback under center. I mean, oh c- you God. know, Kyle Shanahan with Christian McCaffrey is not exactly the same fight as Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo. Or Brock Purdy, for that matter. But still, I'm not trying to say Nick Sirianni has accomplished nothing. That's what you're trying to say. Mike McCarthy's done nothing. Again, Mike That's McCarthy. Not what I said. Mike McCarthy has survived a, a lot of things. He survived his. We we just sat here and said how Howie Roseman is the best GM, obviously, that this division has to offer. Jeffrey Lurie is the best owner that this division has to offer. The offense that we obviously assembled a few weeks ago was littered with Philadelphia Eagles. And Nick Sirianni now is being praised for not even like. Being a part of any of this, like, oh, Nick Sirianni is the best because like his awesome GM and his awesome owner and his awesome players are doing all the work. He's not even calling plays, which is something that you have held against McCarthy in the past. And now you're using to prop up Sirianni.
1: The win total again, nine and a half games. How can you not give him credit for that? When they're I'm expected not, to win I'm not nine not half giving games, him games, that's the difference. I, I think Sirianni's
0: a very good head coach, and like he's a walking meme. He, he, he is, was like he's so close to the winning coach.
1: the Super Bowl and beating Andy Reed. Like that's not the perfect scenario. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like, can you reasonably envision him winning the Super Bowl in this that's modern not era? This not back in 2010 when that happened that, all that time ago. Not what and you had like arguably one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game.
0: Find me the loss that is as bad that. Joe that Nick Sirianni has against Joe judge that Michael that McCartney is not
1: on him that is just it's oh, not, yeah. that game watch <laughs> oh, that game Taylor oh. Hertz had the worst game of his career he stunk he played terribly I don't know okay. how that was supposed to be on what, Nick Sirianni. what is
0: what are Nick Sirianni's flaws
1: I think he's not aggressive enough even but that <laughs> probably more speaks to uh, you know a league-wide thing because literally he is the most aggressive coach but he in the Super Bowl when there's a chance to go for it in fourth and six he says well I don't I, I 32 out of 32 coaches go for it there uh, and I just think that's such a loser mentality. You're trying to be one of 32, not 32 of 32. So I would say that's one of them. Um, I would say that uh, I'm interested to see how his intensity kind of lasts over time. And that's look, that's a pitfall for Sirianni. I want to say the intensity. To, I'm
0: I'm asking like the the meme, like the the caricature. Is that what you're saying? Like I'm asking. Yeah, there are because there's coaches
1: in all types of sports. Like Doug Collins comes to mind. Different kind of thing, but for the Sixers, like the the kind of coach Doug Collins was, was like he would come in to a bad situation and he would bring all this energy, intensity, and like it would be like immediate short term gains, but then he would get burned out and the players would get burned out and it wouldn't, it wasn't sustainable. So I think you can wonder about that. Um, I'm not drawing a direct comparison. Do say, I do want to say, like, I think you have to account for improvement. Like, this is Sirianni's second, like, what he did in his second year is really impressive. It's possible he gets even better. It's also possible that, um, like some quarterbacks in the NFL, other coaches, that's a flash in the pan and there isn't sustainability. And he only drops off from here. You know, Doug Peterson, for as much as I love him, dropped off to some extent after winning the Super Bowl in his second season. So that's certainly something that works against them. But I also think you have to acknowledge, in the same vein, the upside. There's upside here. I think McCarthy. At this point, is largely who he is. There's enough of a big sample size here to yes. suggest he is largely who he is at this point, and it's fine. But I don't think you're getting over the hump with him, and I think you're not giving enough Syrian enough credit by saying he's not the top coach in the division right now. Like, what is he? What more did he need to do? If so, if he won the Super Bowl last year, would you would you be willing to put him? On yeah, top? that's it. There's that's oh my a big gosh, that's that was, a big if.
0: like. But like not They didn't, what was the they didn't win the Super Bowl. Like,
1: gigantic difference. Do, do, okay, are, but they, is there they, they 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 lost a narrative that the will unfold that says we almost beat. We
0: came super close to beating? Like, if not for the holding, we're penalty, not giving we them a Super Bowl won. title. We're didn't putting them as the head coach of the NFC East team, they didn't win it though. That's the thing. So he so doesn't deserve it. to be head coach of the NFC East team because of that. I'm I, again, like, it's not for that. You can't give him credit. No, what I'm saying is you can't give him credit for winning the Super Bowl when he did not win the Super Bowl. You're you're trying to retroactively give him credit for winning the Super Bowl because they. I'm not giving almost credit. won it they were they so did not close. That they lost me, Nixon, and mike mccarthy can... has won that a super bowl you're talking about like 2010 and so you're talking about the, the whole of mike ever, mccarthy though Tom as a, Brady. mike mccarthy won the super bowl as a play caller he's a play caller now like you held the play calling against him like oh no what are we going to do if mike mccarthy's calling the plays? i'm not saying like it automatically leads to that but like again you're only assigning the demerits for his packers tenure to him here and none of the credit and and you're saying and and again Mike McCarthy. If I has wanted a wild card team, I would pick Mike McCarthy. If I Mike Bowl, McCarthy I has objectively improved every season that he has been the Cowboys head coach. To your point, Nick Sirianni oversaw what was literally the greatest season, regular season. In Eagles franchise history, and, you're, not, and there's not no the, credit for that. The, <laughs> I'm not not giving him credit, but you're you saying are, he, you're no. Saying but you're, you're saying the best coach in the division I, right now. You're saying he might improve. How could he possibly improve over what was objectively the best regular season that well, an honest, organization yeah, that has been on. around for all this time has ever had? The odds of that happening are almost zero. Uh, of but, him like, actually You know, what I'm, improving. Saying, you and know I'm not saying No, like you're the 15. one who brought it up. No, come and on. so, Mister has what like we to be the best GM wins. in the division. He has the no. best owner in the division. He has many of the best players in the division. Both of his coordinators are now head coaches in the NFL. Mike McCarthy's coordinator who left him Kellen Moore is not a head coach Kellen Moore has interviewed many 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 different times and he has never gotten a head coaching opportunity and yet we're sitting here and we're not giving Mike McCarthy any credit for the offense or anything like that whatsoever so again what what is Nick Sirianni doing? If the coordinators are so great, and the GM is so great, and the owner is so great, and the players are so great, what I mean like, what putting is, what is together a is coaching Sirianni staff is this. part
1: of being a head coach. Like putting together a good staff that other people
0: like and bringing good minds into your. So building why has Mike is McCarthy got the, job of the, the head credit coach. for this then? My, again, I've well, heard many times coach. Say that the fact that Mike McCarthy is not calling plays makes him a poor head coach. But now it is used as one of the calling cards of Nick Sirianni's resume. I'm, I'm interested why it is. It, is, it works that's against, it has saying. worked against McCarthy in the past, but it doesn't work against Nick Sirianni now. That's just not, you, you just think, like, literally, that's the no truth.
1: Gives, no, it's not the truth. That's
0: it. Play, play back any episode of the mixtape. You have penalized Mike McCarthy for not being a play caller text stats right now and ask him that's what you have both said the fact that he does not call plays is why he is not a great head coach but now well nick sirianni doesn't have to call plays, so he's awesome he's a ceo that was like what you're making what does that it mean? this
1: like single issue that's
0: just also it's a not massive true. issue he like you're saying the head coach has to offer something what does nick sirianni offer if he's not calling plays
1: I think the Eagles' vibes have been great under Sirianni oh. for the most part. Is that not true? Is that not true? Is that, you that wrong? You just said
0: that that might that fall apart. That you I do agree Gun that, Collins, that, well, that it it a fall long,
1: apart. I'm not saying it's a, like a red flag now in terms of like it's bad now. I'm saying that is something I wonder about long term. Right now, though, it is good. That's un- that's like un- inarguable. I
0: i'm not gonna it's also my mind. his offense just and like
1: i would say it's well it i don't, I don't his know See, here's if he's the not thing. calling the
0: plays if he's not no, the that's coordinator not true. it's not i don't offense. i
1: can't speak intimately to the cowboys like operation that's part of why i'm criticizing mccarthy too in the past for it if i have if when i have is because i don't know their operation as intimately i know that sirianni and the process that they have like they're putting the plays in and it's nick sirianni's plays to some extent. And it's Shane like in calling those plays that Sirianni. Is that how the Cowboys are doing it with with McCarthy? I, I
0: can't told speak you to that. that maybe it Man, is. I told you and Jimmy that when he was on for the dumpster diving episode, and you were both killing the cowboys for hiring Brian Schottenheimer. And I said, All Brian Schottenheimer exists is as somebody to install Mike McCarthy's offense. Oh, well, Brian Schottenheimer's Jets sucked. Oh, Brian Schottenheimer with the Seahawks, they sucked. So you want to like put all of this on that and not, you know, apply the same benefits here. I mean, but oh, with if you know,
1: McCarthy is doing the same thing that Sirianni is doing, then he absolutely deserves credit. But I don't know. I He's can't, done I that don't in the that. past. What How am mean? I supposed to know that? I don't know. That's the Cowboys My, process. McCarthy How do oversaw. I know it's not the offensive coordinator doing everything? I don't know. I don't we know agree. the Cowboys like that.
0: We agree that Kellen Moore is one of the better offensive coordinators in the NFL, right? We agree that Dan Quinn is one of the better. They were last year and they fired him. No, I'm talking over the whole of the last two years, three years even. We agree that Dan Quinn is one of the better defensive, if not the best defensive coordinator in the NFL. Yet you want to give give Nick Sirianni credit for, well, uh, assembling a whole staff. Why does Mike McCarthy get no credit for assembling a staff that includes Dan Quinn? When did I say he deserves no credit for that? You have always penalized him for, again, what does he do? Dan Quinn takes care of the defense. Kellen Moore takes care of the offense. I mean, so, again, what what does Mike McCarthy do well? I asked you what were Nick Sirianni's hires.
1: Good job for him.
0: <laughs> he didn't hire Kellen Moore, just for what it's worth.
1: Uh, he inherited Kellen That's true. He was yeah. before. Well, he stuck um, with him. He deserves some level of credit for not saying he wants his own guy until now, which is, we'll see how that goes.
0: Um, neither of us are going to change our minds, and I'm – Fine with that. I think we're both fine with that. Um, I mean, obviously, listeners are going to feel whatever. I did, you you're know, a McCarthy Homer. You absolutely are. I'm not, I a am homer. not even a serious. You I, are. I'm you not a homer I, I defend been. him.
1: I've always I, been. You I, been. You compared him to Andy Reid when he got hired. It's like the dumbest he, comparison.
0: he was. It was a very no, similar situation. Not. And Andy reed no, he's not at all. Andy Reid's no, reputation in Kansas City. Pre Patrick Mahomes was the clock guy, right? The, the guy fallout who
1: between Andy Reid and that, Is that not and true? McCarthy is, and Green is, is, is that is not true? Not the same Pe- thing. People
0: used to drag Andy Reid for clock situations prior I mean, to Patrick Mahomes' arrival in Kansas City. And so it was a similar situation in that sense. Somebody who had a lot of success elsewhere, Mike McCarthy had more in Green Bay than Andy Reid had in Philadelphia and found a new team. Andy Reid himself at the Super Bowl where they beat the Niners compared Mike McCarthy's situation because he had just been hired to what he had experienced in Kansas City. Right. And he's it's not you know, true. It's he said that. Object- what do you mean it's not true? Andy it's said that comparable. himself. Andy and, did not flame out
1: in Philly the same way that McCarthy flamed well, out in Green Andy, Bay. Okay, then the your argument thing. is
0: with Andy Reid, not with me, because he's the one who said that, not me.
1: Okay, and, Just because someone says something. and like, Just draws because the comparison. person
0: involved says it? That's, that's ridiculous. The, this is how far you move the goalposts to not give Mike McCarthy any There's credit. There's a fraternity like, with coaches. What's
1: he going to say? Like, oh no, it's totally different. He so sucks.
0: Like, at, what, at what point are you willing to give Mike McCarthy credit? If Andy Reid is willing to, what well, do oh, you mean? BLG what says, says credit no. For? B- okay. BLG says Andy Reid lied because they're a part of the
1: same Cowboys have been a solid team that's still can't get over the hump just like they've been for what since the mid 90s okay
0: all the credit see, like, in the world now, to Mike McCarthy now we're for just failing being, now we're to do being anything outstanding meaningful. and saying these like things that are obviously what has true, he done again, what is he what do you mean What has he done we've so had the same conversation see like with so mccarthy you, like, his what whole, credit whole status what do you is want me literally to say what about, has man? he done what do you want me to like what do you want I want you to say, to say about he's Mike one of the best I, I don't actually I don't want you to say anything I've said all I need to say about Mike McCarthy So you want me to say I he's do the best coach in the
1: division because he hasn't taken the Cowboys anywhere they haven't been before meanwhile Nick Sirianni is going to the Super Bowl Have the Eagles the has Nick Sirianni year.
0: taken the Eagles anywhere they haven't been before has he done that cuz that's that's the measurement you just said that Mike McCarthy had to accomplish What what has Nick Sirianni I mean, done for, for years, the Eagles that they had though, never for done, years oh, they haven't oh, gone oh, to oh, the oh, NFC championship Now game. the point has changed now Okay so it's it's a ding on the
1: Patriots where Bill Belichick goes Back to According the Super to Bowl you, you're the one who said Mike McCarthy been there before. hasn't That's taken not what the I the You know what I mean? Anywhere they you, haven't you, been before, my words. You're twisting the meaning of
0: them. I'm not twisting them. They're, you they're your words. Are. Nick Sirianni hasn't done anything with the Eagles that hasn't hasn't been done in very recent history. In fact, some of the like most prominent members of his team that were outstanding last year were yeah, you're prominent members like on they the team that up actually from the won Super Bowl, Bowl team
1: and went back to the Super Bowl. That's not true. That's not. They went. Do I need to relitigate everything that happened from 2018 to 2020, or then they were picking what? Right. Six and how in the we, draft re- after that how and we rebuilt the team season. that
0: Nick Sirianni inherited.
1: Good he for Nick He rebuilt the
0: team that he also destroyed. Good for Nick Sirianni being in the right place at the right time. I do think this will be a very fascinating um, season for both these coaches and that it will yield the, like, what is Nick Sirianni really doing thing, the, like, discussion I've raised. And, oh, Mike McCarthy's now the play caller. The offense is amazing or it sucks, right? Like, they'll both be somewhat under the microscope in ways they haven't been in the past. Um, let's get our songs. Let's get out of here. Uh, Rachelle offered hers. Uh, she said it is glamorous by Fergie. G-L-A-M-O-R-O-U-S-D- it's a great uh remix on the uh, super mash brothers album so um do you want to go first do you want me to go first i'm trying to pull mine up so i get it right uh i'm headed back to california second time this summer i'll be there i mentioned it um so i wanted a very california themed song i already did yellow card and that kind of stuff uh i'm going with friend of blog and the boys micah puchel his band Iration. Uh, He is a 49ers fan, um, so I don't hold that against Poosh. But uh, they they have a lot of great songs. I highly recommend Iration. It's just like an overall jam, overall vibe. But this song is too good to be true. That is uh, the letter, or the number two, and then all caps, G-U-D, so too good. And the U has the umlaut on the top. And then the number two again, the letter B, and then T-R-U, too good to be true by Iration. I've not heard that. At least I can't think
1: of it if I have. I do think Um, you'll enjoy it. I have a lot of people like my song last week, by the way, the um, uh, instrumental song. So shout out to everyone who commented on that, including my dad. Uh, Shout out to dad. Wow. Shout out to dad. Um, All right. I'm going with training camps back. You know, it's exciting time of year. NFL is back. That's so funny. Like the amount of times every off season someone says the NFL is back because you just say it at every like stage, it's like, I, I said right. that
0: on, I said it on Monday, football Monday. Like they, there are here. several versions of the NFL is back. Like training uh, camp here.
1: The NFL is back. Training pre-season camp, hall zero. of fame. Yeah. Preseason,
0: back. regular season. Week one um,
1: game, like the kickoff game, Thursday night, NFL is back. But then the Sunday, or, first actual Sunday of the NFL, NFL is back.
0: Or um, even like way before all that, the first day of free agency, like happy new year. The NFL is right. back. You know NFL what I mean? Like, back. so the draft
1: the NFL right, is right, back. Right um a big trade maybe out of nowhere is up oh, and like the training camp has even started there's a big trade right before camp NFL's back NFL's just always it's always back it's back multiple times a year um so sticking with the theme of being back uh, I'm going to go with return of the mac parentheses C and J extended mix that specific track which I'll send to you um, so that can be added to the playlist. It's an extended cut of that song. There's a little uh, piano intro intro that leads in, as opposed to just getting to like the main part that everyone knows. I think it's the build up is fun. There's also like a little bit of um, I don't know what you call it necessarily, like a DJ solo in the middle of the song with like you know like the record scratch, like the, yeah. So it's kind of like it's fun. I think it's a it's a more fun, longer version of the song as opposed to like in a radio edit or whatever. So there we go
0: one of the better commercials in recent memory, the Burger King um, commercial that featured that song. That is one of those like like band. I can I can close my eyes and like imagine like walking in somewhere and it, you know what I mean? It like being exactly off. like um, an entrance it, song. Yeah, you're hyped up. Yeah. Um, wow. That's great. Put song. that on in the morning. Like, like,
1: I think that's a good like, you know, you're waking up in the morning, you're excited. Training camps back and you're feeling good
0: uh appropriate given our spirited discussion here return of the Mike mac McCarthy there we go (laughs) (laughs) that's terrible all right uh I just want you to always remember that you picked that song because it was Mac because you you had Mac on the on the brain on the mind Big Mac Mike McCarthy
1: I think that's kind of weird how we give credit to like Mac with MC like there's no a there you're just you're just saying that also you mean mean how we
0: we take like the MC and call it Mac in some yeah like there's no a yeah, I used to call Mike McCarthy Mikey Mac, to your point. Um like you know. I, I get why it happens, but like there's no A.
1: We're just adding an A. I don't know. It's why one are we of adding those, the A?
0: What's the what's the connotation of McDonald's that has Mac in it? I guess a big Mac? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But like people call it like Mickey D's, the Golden Arches. Um it doesn't call really Mickey have like a D's Mac sometimes. name. Yeah.
1: Here's another little shower of thought for you quickly. Another phrase like throw cold water on something. Mm-hmm. Does that really do we really need to specify like cold water? Because I was looking up the origin of that phrase and I guess there was some element of like splashing it on someone to wake someone up. But there was also like, which I thought and was my problem with it. Like putting out a fire. You don't need cold water to put out a fire, You mm. just put any water, if you had hot water, if you poured hot water on the fire. It's still going to go out as it's, it's a lot of water, I'm assuming. So I, I, I think the, the phrase pour cold water on something, it sounds cool doesn't sound bad but like what are we actually saying
0: yeah i mean like i get what you're saying like just pour, you could just pour water on something like right like yeah, what, what would pour hot water, water on those not rumors. accomplish right. the cold water
1: would accomplish. why is it cold right. water like why does that mean like if it's a, a fire it doesn't matter if it's cold or what, right, what temperature right. the water is
0: when you started that i kind of was going to disagree but like you, you you landed the plane you brought me in um my favorite like expression with water is be water i love that like i love when when but i love when it makes sense what um so like uh, people used to say this about the Cowboys offense in the past, like just do what you're good at, like be water, like water will oh, find the way. Do you know where that game. comes from? I mean, I, I would imagine like just the general like laws of physics. There's um, actually a good uh, Bruce Lee talk about uh,
1: being water, be shapeless. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Be water, my friend.
0: Um. Wow. Okay. I'll read it let's, to you. Let's leave. And as we do be like w- water,
1: making its way through cracks, do not be assertive, but adjust to the object and you shall find a way around or through it. If nothing within you stays rigid, outward things will disclose themselves, empty your mind, be formless, shapeless like water.
0: Um, as we leave, I would like you to tell me your favorite way that you enjoy water in your life, whether that's in a cup to drink it, in ice, in a body of water. Um, we're looking for number one on BLG's water list. You want a brand or like the, what do you. No, no, no. Like the way you experience it, whether like it's in a cup or like in a shower, in a pool, like a shower. Like, like, I'm drinking water out of the shower. Faucet. No, 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 not even no, drinking. drinking. I get it. And, You're just, yeah, it's do it's, a
1: water draft. Um, hmm. I really do like, I think the top form of water is swimming pool at the beach, very specific, not just any swimming pool, swimming pool at the beach, not swimming in the ocean, maybe after the ocean, any swimming pool, swimming, yeah, after the
0: ocean, you come in, it feels really good. Yeah,
1: well, I don't really care when, but pool at the beach is like top notch.
0: Um, I'm going to go very different with my answer that You didn't ask for it, but um, a power washer There's just something to feeling like really powerful wow. With water, you know what I'm saying like, I haven't water. used one, so I can't speak
1: to it But that's a, probably a good answer
0: Say the word water and we leave Water